The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. Good to be back. It's been a while. Good to see some familiar faces and some new ones. I won't say old faces because that'll get me in trouble. But uh, uh, we've been over in Uganda now for 19 years, and God has blessed. As we show you this video, it just kind of gives you an idea of what we do. And, you know, listening to that song, we would see Jesus. Uh, I want you to see what he's done. Uh, we're, just, we're just people just like you. And God just put us in a different place uh, to work and, and to minister. And, uh, but what's been done, if you knew us very well, <laughs> you'd know it has to be God. Uh, I mean, you talk to my wife a little bit about me and you'll find out I'm just rougher than a cob. And uh, I was just born and raised on a hog farm in Kansas. And God saved me and called me to preach and vaccinated me with a phonograph needle. And we've been going ever since. And. But a lot of these guys that you see on here, when we went there, they didn't even hear. They didn't know the gospel at all. They're out in different villages. But because you have given, because you have sacrificed, God has got the gospel to them. They've been saved, and many of them now have started churches. And uh, so as you watch the video, then we'll go ahead. Every time I preach, I preach normally for about two hours. Over there, not back here in America. <laughs> uh, they'd shoot me. But, uh, you know, we, we preach for about two hours over there, and then anybody in the village can ask any question they want to ask. Uh, I don't care what it's about, and they, it'll keep you on your toes. So uh, if the video uh, kind of stirs a question or something, uh, we'll give you a chance then right after that to ask it. But see what Jesus is doing, not what a missionary is doing, but what God is doing in that country. Can we have the video? That kind of gives you a little idea of what we're involved in over there, many different aspects. Let me just draw your attention before we start asking questions in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. A verse that is, since I've been a missionary, has become so powerful and real in my life. Uh, he says in verse number 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 8, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom ye trust that he will yet deliver us. Now watch verse 11. Ye also, helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, that's prayer, thanks, may be given by many in our behalf. We've seen many churches established, radio stations, hundreds of people, mayors of cities, uh, village chiefs, all kinds of people that have come to Christ. That's on your account. 
This church, you say, well, you know, we're just, we're just one church. You are the ones that have established these churches. We're co-laborers together with God. We all share in the responsibility, but we all share in the reward as well. So God puts all of this that has been done on your account. Missions never fails. Amen. When we do what God says, then God will accomplish many, many things in spite of us. Uh, sometimes we, we get in God's way a lot of times of what he's wanting to do. But if we'll just let God work through us, he can do tremendous things. And I want to thank you, both my wife and myself would really, we want to thank you so much for being faithful throughout these years of, of serving the Lord there in, in Uganda. You have done, along with the Lord and along with us, great things. And I thank God for you. Uh, prayer is so, much, so, so vitally important. Now, my mom, she's 94. I just saw her about two weeks ago, and uh, she's 94, and, and she's, you know, she, she feels like she can't do all the things that she used to do, you know. <laughs> I said, Mom, you're 94. You're not supposed to do all those things you used to do. But she can pray. And prayer warriors, I think, are more important than financial givers. Now, we need finances. It, you, you know, this is life. We, we have to, it takes money to run orphanages and radio stations and missionaries going to the field and all that. But you give me the difference in the two and I'll take your prayers. Those prayers, we get in situations that you cannot imagine. And, I mean, you, you get sick. Uh, oh, back here, you get a thumbnail problem, you go to the doctor. I mean, everybody's got 17 doctor appointments a day, I think, uh, uh, here in America. Uh, when my wife got, got the uh, uh, viral pneumonia here on, uh, on Mother's Day, uh, we about lost her. There's, we're living in a place of about 500,000 people. The teaching where they teach doctors to become doctors, where they teach people to become doctors, the university is there. Three hospitals and not one bottle of oxygen to help my wife. And we had to travel four hours. Uh, when you're over there, you can have all the support in the world. And you can't buy oxygen because it doesn't exist. You go to the hospitals there to die. You don't go there to get well. You, you are in situations and people, you're, you're in places that people have no idea where you're at. Sometimes my wife doesn't even know where I'm at. She knows the name of maybe of a village that I was going to, but she has no clue maybe where, where it's at on the map. If something happens, there, there's nothing you can do. We go out in the village and, and find out that while we were out there preaching, a whole thing, the whole town is erupted and shooting and going up and down and, and she's back here by herself. Now you can have all the support in the world and will do you a bit of good. When the rebels opened up the war right behind our house up there in Soroti, 
and the insurgency came in and Coney and his group, you, you could have had 15 times the amount of support we have. And it would have done you no good. And every time I get in those situations, I ask one question. I say, God, how many of those people back here in the churches that know us, those guys that took our prayer cards, how many of them are praying for us? Oh, God, wake them up and have them pray for us. I don't ask for more support. I ask for more prayer. Helping together by prayer for us. So that when we come and see things like this and we see all of what God's doing and the people getting saved and churches started and all this kind of thing, we can all rejoice together. Why? Because you've given us a gift called prayer. And God answers prayer. Amen. Maybe you have some questions or something about the video or questions about missions or or question of, of, of whether I dye my hair or whatever. I'm spiritual, but I don't die daily. I'm going to look around and see who does. No, I'm not either. <laughs> Anybody at all. Uh, don't, don't be intimidated. I, I won't bite you. My wife will, but I won't. And uh, just questions about missions or videos or Uganda or whatever. Yes, sir. Officially, we have commissioned seven churches. I got, we are in the process of commissioning ten more. And we have those 65 guys in that, in that institute are training to become pastors. Now, we don't just train them for about six weeks and throw them out there and say, okay, now you're a pastor and you got a church. Uh, when you start churches, you, you get a church planning book here in, in most of these universities and and Bible colleges and state, one of the first things that they will tell you to do is go out and rent a building, rent a storefront, something like that, and put you up a sign, Independent Baptist Church of whatever, and, uh, and then go out and start bringing in the people. That's absolutely unbiblical. First of all, you don't have a church. You're lying to people. A church is people, not a building. And just because you put up a sign and rent a building, you don't have a church. So already you're teaching people the wrong concept, an unbiblical concept of the Word of God. You're not a pastor. A pastor pastors people, not a building. So you, you've, you've already got them in the wrong mentality. So what we do, and, and you saw by the video, we go out. And, and we evangelize areas, we go soul winning, whatever. It might be preaching in a village or, 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 or whatever. The radio is a tremendous tool. As they go ahead and, and hear the gospel and over and over they're hearing it. We preach 18 and a half hours a day on all these stations. We're almost ready to cover the entire nation of Uganda. And pray for us. I just sat down yesterday. Uh, with, uh, or day before yesterday with a young man from Gabon, uh, and he's back here in the States going to school and everything, and we're planning on helping him to get a church and get a radio station established in Gabon, and it's just the size that we can possibly cover the entire nation, uh, with Christian radio if we can get that, that thing approved. So when we go back, we may be going to some other countries trying to get something started there too. But uh, we evangelize them. Then we 
disciple them. We in America have a, a problem. We think that when somebody gets saved, they're just going to uh, fall in love with the Lord, just come to church, just ooh and all. This is the greatest thing since Skippy peanut butter. And just, boy, I'm telling you, I just can't get enough. It's not like that. They've been living in sin. They've been living in a world. Now, yes, they got saved, but they don't know nothing. Now, over there, we don't have public toilets and stuff. We have uh, what they call a cho. And, and it's just a bomb site. It's just a hole. And, and sometimes it's covered, sometimes it's not. But you go in there, and these young girls in high school, they'll go there, and they'll deliver their own baby. And then... They'll leave them in that cho and take off. You say, how terrible. Wait a minute. What do we do? We win somebody to Christ. They become a new child in Christ. And then we don't stay, stay there and take care of them. We don't change their britches. We don't feed them. We don't help them grow until they're able to start standing by themselves and start, start walking and stuff. Discipleship is one of the keys to establishing a church. Now, listen carefully. It is impossible, and I say that without reservation, it is impossible to be a disciple of Jesus Christ without the local church. Okay? Why? Where are you going to tithe? Who are you going to submit yourselves to those that have the rule over you? You can't do those things without a local church. And, and I could go on and on. So when we find people have gotten saved in a village and we begin to disciple them, by the time we finish discipleship, they come to the understanding, I need a church in my village. And so we start training those individuals and bringing them into the Triennial Institute and teaching them and bringing them to a point that we can really see God's hand on them and God is really working in their heart. They're showing some leadership capabilities and they're really serious about the Lord. So then we teach them how to set goals and we establish goals for when we want to see that church established how we're going to go about doing it, then we set out to help them. I'm not going out there and starting the church. Because when I start the church, it's my church and it's not theirs. I'm the one that, it's, it's a status symbol to have a missionary as your pastor. And when you try to turn it over to national, they don't want you. Well, they don't have to pay my salary. But now if he's the pastor, they're going to have to pay his salary. I, I've got the Bible education. I've got all kinds of degrees. But he didn't have nothing. He's still learning. So they don't want us. So when we try to turn it over, it really goes to the bottom. And then he has to start all over again. So we, we rethought this thing according to the scriptures and we went back and we walk alongside of them. Notice Paul didn't send somebody to pastor the church from Antioch. He sent somebody to ordain elders 
from those people that were there in those particular towns. So we build someone up in that village, in that town, whatever, and we train them. And then from the very first day that we commission that church, their pastor, there's, there's no loyalty to us. There's loyalty to their pastor. They're, 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 they're already have that responsibility and have accepted that responsibility. I'm going to support this pastor and this church because this is God's plan. There's no transition at all. We have come since we've changed our missionary philosophy in the last four to five years. We have done ten times more than we ever did by doing what they do or tell you to do in the Bible colleges. Uh, they mean well, but that dog don't hunt over in Africa. You know, it just doesn't. And so that's what we do. And then as we commission that church, they're an independent Baptist church, fully supported. They have their, they've made their own constitution, their own rules. If I give them my constitution, they're not going to keep the rules. They'll say, oh, yeah, that's good, but they won't keep them. But if they make the rules and we guide them through that and they come up to the same, they have the same rules, but it's just the fact that they've looked at the Bible, they've found it, and they've wrote, written it down in the terminology that they would use in the village. So now they're going to keep the rules, and they do. And they're self-propagating. This guy has taught them how to win souls because he takes them with him. He's taught them how to disciple people, so now they're discipling the people. And you have an independent Baptist church. Completely, we don't, we don't get the credit for it. You know, We didn't start the church. They did. We helped them. We worked alongside of them. Now, it's humbling for a missionary because we're trying to give all these glowing reports and everything, you know. But uh, the reality is we just need to get back and do it God's way. Amen. And so that's kind of that's kind of the reality of what we do. And yes, we're we've got about 10 of them right now in the works. We're almost ready to commission uh, most of those 10. Uh, But what excites me is that I'm back here and they're still doing it. That's what it's all about working ourselves out of that position to where they have to have us. You see, if we if we support them financially, okay? If we pay their pastors, if we build their buildings, you know what we've done? We have told them and we have shown them and proven to them by our actions that there are two gods. That there is an African god And that there's an American God. And we have proven to them that the African God cannot take care of them. But the American God can take care of you. That's what's happening today in America. We don't have to go to God anymore. We don't have to trust God. We just go to government. And I'm not going to get into all the politics and stuff, but I'm serious. That, that's what we do. When they come to us and say, we have a problem, 
Help us out. Or do they get on their knees and go to God and say, God, help me out. And that we have to show them that the God of Africa is the same God of America and it's not money. These guys that are doing this, they're living in poor, poor, poor villages. Hand to mouth. They're not only supporting their own pastors. They are buying their own land. They are building their own buildings without us. You see, they can do it. But when we start we think we have the right heart. We really want to help. And many times, what well, instead of helping, we are hurting. Showing them there's two different gods. Your God can't help you. Only ours can. And so as we train them and teach them and work with them and help them to learn to go to the only God. The same God I have to go to. When I get in problems, I've got to go, go to my God. And when you have a problem, what do we do? We don't come to the Mazungu and get out the wallet. We get on our knees and we go to God. And it's amazing how God answers those prayers. Not just for us, but for them too. And it's working. And they're doing it. And that's wonderful. Because the only thing, one of, the ambassador told us, the only thing that keeps us in the country is one bullet. <laughs> they shoot the wrong person over there and we are out of the country. So we have to get these people to where they will trust God and they'll be able to continue. And that's why I don't think you understand as much as it, I am so excited that they're doing all of these things not just while I was there, but they are continuing to do them in my absence. I just got, once we, once we get these guys in the Institute, we have circuit riders that, that I send back around to the different guys in, that have been in the Institute, checking out, have they followed through on the counsel that have been given them? Have they done what was, what was taught them? Are they doing these things? There's accountability there. But as we do that, these guys are, are they're, they're following through, not because I'm giving them all this money, not because I'm, I'm giving them anything, but because that's what the book says. And man, they are happier and a million, uh, a big in a mud hole. They are just rejoicing. They're going about serving the Lord. They're sacrificing. They're under persecution. They're... I'm telling you, but they're growing. Their churches are growing. We don't, you know, we have big campaigns here in America. And, you know, we've had Pack-A-Pew and, and we've had Anniversary Sundays and we've had all of this. And I'm, I'm not against all that stuff. But I, we don't teach our people to set a goal. We want to we uh, win Rohnert Park to the Lord. Now, is that a reasonable goal? No, you're not going to do it. I mean, be honest. How many of you think uh, this year we can go out and win the whole Roner Park to the Lord? It's just not going to happen. 
So I teach them to set goals like this. Every church member, okay? Every church member knows somebody that's lost. Every church member has a friend or a family member or somebody, the co-worker that they know is lost. And God's burdened your heart with them. So I tell them now, this is what I want you to do. I want you set a goal of only, only winning one person to Jesus Christ. I don't want you to win the masses. I want you to win one person to Jesus Christ and sit down and disciple that person this year. That's it. Now, I know you, you may win one. She may only win two. She may not win any. But together, we've got three. And as a group, as a whole, as they go out and they start winning one person and disciple them, listen, in one year, you've doubled the size of your church. Get that picture in your mind. You know somebody's lost. Get their face in there. How many of you know somebody's lost? Huh? They're going to hell. Instead of praying for all the whole world and everything, you focus on that one person. You bathe them in prayer. You agonize in prayer. You get them such a burden in your heart that you weep over them when you pray. It's been a long time since we've done that. It's easy to pray for the whole, whole city without tears. But when we find and get that one person and we really let God break our heart and we start praying for them and we'll find ways, we'll bake a pie and have them over for a piece of pie. Man, we'll, we'll, we'll go take them to Starbucks. We'll, we'll agonize with them. We'll cry with them. We'll do, we'll, somehow we will fellowship. We will work it to where everything we, we are going to concentrate on that person to bring them to Jesus Christ. And when you have concentrated effort, you have results. When you have mass effort, you have Mass effort with very little or no results. One by one, concentrating. And you know, these pastors over there have picked up these challenges and these people in the churches we've started. And you know what they're doing? They're doing that very thing. And they're bringing people to Christ and their churches are growing and I'm nowhere around. That's what it's all about. And that's what we do. And, and, and so I hope that's maybe answered most of the questions. Some of them, I know she was a little timid, so uh, I thought I'd just go ahead and run with that a little bit. All right? Yes, ma'am, real quick, and then we got to run. There's 48 different languages in Uganda. And any given service like this, we'll have four different languages in the service. So we preach in English, even Pastor Claudian, he's, he's taken my church. 
he's preaching, or he's already preached, but uh, he, he preached Sunday morning. And he will preach in English, even though he knows he knows Kenya Rwanda and he knows Runyon Kore. But he will preach in English and have someone translate in the main vernacular of where we're at. So the Africans have to translate for the Africans because there's so many different languages. Pretty much, yes. Or if they don't, they can, between the two, they can get it. English is kind of a trade language, you know, around the towns. Now, if we was out in the village, they'd probably go ahead and just, just do it in the vernacular because most of the people out there would speak the, the, the Runyon Corte or whatever. None. I am still learning English and not doing very well. Okay, let's go ahead and close. We, I can answer questions later. Uh, but, uh, boy, I tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for allowing us to do what God sent us. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Ronan Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Rohnert Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.